Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Rooted Deep, a podcast featuring Reba Bowman and Allison Hale. This is Reba and Allison here today on Rooted Deep, and we are so glad that you decided to join us. It is uh, that most wonderful time of the year. Isn't that the way the song goes? It's, it's the most wonderful time of the year. I know, you can't year. help. Yeah, and sometimes you're just like, I don't know how and why we say it's the most wonderful time of the year. It's the busiest, it's the most stressful, it's the most, yeah. But no, yeah. it is. I love this time of year. Yeah, it's always uh, so much fun. Uh, I think if, you know, as the, of course it is busy. You use that word. It's so true. Um, for people in ministry, you know, churches are busy planning programs. And I know that's, that's you and you're throwing out new music because I know you play the piano at your church. So, you know, there's all that kind of stuff, right? Oh, yeah. And um, we this year, because, you know, it's been such a crazy, you know, couple of years, we're trying to simplify things. So what we've mm. been doing is every every Sunday, I prepare coffee, tea and chocolate for our church, um, just because we haven't been we haven't been fellowshipping. It's in and out because of covid. And mm. so we're trying to kind of slow down and say, at least let's let's get back to those fellowshipping times. So we've actually focused more on that than maybe the music and the, gotcha. you know, the cantata. Well, uh, there's so. nothing better than little, little uh, coffee tea and chocolate to slow yes. people down a little bit. And uh, so that's awesome. So yeah, and then, you know, there's of course, of course, everybody as we're nearing, I mean, we're just a few days away from Christmas. So everybody's mm. uh, getting those last minute gifts in and people are getting ready to maybe to travel or whatnot. So um, man, we're, so we're just glad you joined us and, uh, we're going to, obviously we're going to talk about Christmas today, right? I mean, what, okay. well, it would be weird to talk about anything else on December 22nd, right? Like, <laughs> exactly. And what else is, could possibly be going on right now? And maybe, right. and hopefully maybe some of you are just throwing on a podcast while you're baking, um, mm. those Christmas cookies or things yeah. like that. I just, that's what I like to do. That's a great idea with, um, just throw on a, a podcast and while you're baking or preparing, you know, you're pre-dressing cornbread. Um, there it would we go. be the time to be doing that. So, yeah. Okay. So, uh, okay. So Ali, I mean, I know that you really, you do enjoy a, a lot of the, the cooking part of the, of the season. So like, I mean, what, what do you do? Like, what's, uh, what do you get into on the cooking side of things? You have things you just like to cook or, I mean, what's, what's up for it with you? I love, I love the traditional Christmas. I like the Dominican food at Christmas time actually better okay. than the American food. Okay. We have um we do the roast pork um the the roast pork leg and okay. the Christmas rice uh and I don't personally know how to make Christmas rice so I always actually either order it or I beg a couple of pounds off a friend or something to okay, go so with. Let me, so let me but, get this yeah. Christmas rice is different than rice rice. I'm assuming. Yes. Okay. Mm, it's delicious. So what, yeah. What makes it it's got what makes bits it amazing? Of it's got bits of bacon and almonds and other types of nuts. And then it's got a little bit more um, herbs than okay. just regular, um, than just the regular rice that we always eat. And so it's okay. uh, raisins is in the rice. I mean, it's really? just, so it, yeah, it's almost like trail mix, some bacon. <laughs> and I don't know, it's still, and the way people make it, there's a couple of women in our church who just make it just so wonderfully. And um, so I always ask them to just see if they can make us because it's just me and Gary. So just right. send us maybe a half a pound over, but it is very, it's very traditional and there's, there's way more herbs than normal and way more just nuts, okay. like I said, nuts and raisins and, and bacon and pork and, and, and beans in the rice. 
Okay, so so good. do you do you do a lot? I know a lot of people do a lot of baking this time of year. Like, I mean, there's cookies and there's fudge, and I mean, mm. I, I mean, I know women that spend like they have like a baking party. I mean, this is like a big, huge tradition. All their women of their family gather together and they just bake, bake, bake. And I know you come from, I mean, you, you've got some serious bakers in your family. So, I mean, I is that, is yeah. that, is that a, is that a Hodges tradition there? Do you guys do some serious bacon? We definitely like our sweet snacks. And I remember one time my aunt, I asked my aunt Tina because one of our was the red velvet cream cheese. That's very, and I, I just asked Aunt Tina, I was like, just can please give me the recipe? And she was like, no, I can't give you the recipe. I'll have to actually teach you the recipe. And so I went over to my Aunt Tina's house and she taught me start to finish how to make the red velvet cake with cream cheese frosting. And it's kind of a family thing. So I always have that. And then what I do with my cookies, because here it's so hot and humid that we, are, I just make a bunch of cookie batter chocolate chip cookies, peanut butter cookies, shortbread cookies. And I, I make the batter ahead of time. And then if we have people over, I just make, I, I just like go ahead and bake them from that batter. And so I don't have, we, me and Gary do not have cookies sitting around because no, then we would eat right. them all. Yeah, and so exactly. it's just better all of the, all the batters in the freezer. So then when we have people over, I just, I just make enough for the for the for the gifts for the people that are well that okay no that's that's a good that's yeah. a good strategy that's it's a good, good strategy yeah yeah I like that I like that no yeah, yeah because we, we yeah we eat we would eat it and my thing is here it, it's so like I said we're humid hot and it, we're at sea level so cookies yeah. and things don't rise as well so I've never been able to make the Christmas with the, with the icing and the Royal icing and the bells and the, you know how people okay. bake, decorate their cookies. I've never I been do. able to do that. And Gary, Gary's still not happy about it. 21 years into the marriage and he's still and he asking bells. for those type of cookies and exactly. I can't do it for him. I can't. <laughs> I can't because of all. Yeah. Okay. Cause you don't think about that sometimes the fact that a location of sea level mm -hmm. and all of the humidity and things like that would actually change the baking process, but it does. Yes. So Huge. very interesting. Yeah. Oh my word. Yeah. Okay. Well, there we go. That's well, always a Christmas stressor. Yeah. What about you? You don't strike, you have baked cookies before, but I don't see you as the baking type. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, I actually have a very famous baking a chocolate chip cookie recipe yeah. that we did. Remember we did that fundraiser with it yeah. and I ended up making like, I think 40 dozen cookies, um, which was crazy, but it's uh -huh. such a good recipe from scratch and it's so easy. So what I, I mean, yeah, so I'm not one of those people that's going to do anything that requires a high level of skill, timing, or, <laughs> um, you know, those kind of things. It's just, that's just probably not going to happen in my world. I remember one year, this was so funny. I got really brave because I saw this peppermint. It was a three layer cake mm -hmm. and it was, it had cream cheese icing with peppermint crumbles all over uh -huh. it. And kind of pressed into it. And I saw mm -hmm. I saw the cake on some magazine or some something. Oh, and yeah. I just thought, this cake is going to be to die for. I've got to make this cake. Mm -hmm. So I, it's from, it was from scratch, three layers. And so I said, I, I can do it. So I dove into making this cake. And well, you know, and it, of course, number one, it never looks like it does on the cover yeah. of the magazine. Um, and this cake for sure did not look like it did because you can't get that frosting to like, look like that. Right. You can't yeah. get the, even I can't even get the cake to hold together like that, you know, right. because yeah. it was three layers instead of two. 
So it was slightly the leaning tower of Pisa. You know, it was kind of coming a little bit <laughs> to the left or to the right. And then, but still, I thought it's kind of, you know. And then my family sliced that thing and dove into it. And everybody's face just kind of starts to like oh, no. to crunch a little bit. Everybody's looking like, so apparently, I don't know if I've misread the instructions or if it was just, but it was very, very, very pepperminty. So, <laughs> so it was like, because you had to use the peppermint, much. I guess, the, like the, the, the peppermint extract or, or whatever. Yes, yeah, yeah. And, and, right. And so, I mean, and everybody just was like, oh, you know, and so it became kind of the joke that right. uh, let's not let Reba make another cake for Christmas. Right. So. So, yeah, um, I do. saw the kids. I like think you sauce. did that on purpose. So. You know, I really did. I really <laughs> had I had such visions of grandeur, uh, yes. you know as I launched into this project. So, but no, I'm, you're right. I'm not, I'm not a huge, uh, I'm not a huge baker, uh, or that kind of thing, but I do, my family does enjoy, uh, my, uh, my family does enjoy my, um, sausage balls. So I am, the kids always want me to make the sausage balls and I enjoy doing that. That's kind of fun, especially now that I have a KitchenAid mixer. Uh, that changes the life of my sausage ball making. And then my, they, they like that. I do make homemade biscuits some years and they like the homemade biscuits if I make those. So they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah make the homemade biscuits. So, yeah. So there's a few things I, I do. But um, our Christmas actually meal for my family, um, we meet on Christmas Eve with my mom and dad mm -hmm. over. And it's very simple. Uh, we do steaks mm -hmm. and salad mm -hmm. and yeah. maybe um you know, an, a sweet potato or a baked potato or something mm -hmm. simple like that. It's just oh, a yeah. simple Christmas meal, uh, but good, you know. Um, and uh, in the last couple of years, we've all been kind of, you know, staving off dessert. So even we haven't really had a whole lot of desserts. And so, yeah. you know, it's just kind of like, okay, it's kind of gotten, we've simplified it. That's interesting. I was talking about your, your cake fail. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's uh I I had I I had a few years that I was really rocking it on my pumpkin pies. I would make the okay. crust from scratch and I would mm. I would try it. And then in the Dominican, you know, sometimes we could get paint cans of pumpkin and sometimes not. So I was making it with fresh pumpkin and I and so but then I hit I hit a streak and it was like three year long streak of just something would happen to the pie. Like one time I, I used really, I didn't have the spices. I started the pie, but I didn't have all the spices that I thought I had because who doesn't have cinnamon and cloves and nutmeg all the time in their, in their spice rack. And I right. didn't have it. And so I found sure. like, I found um, some cinnamon sticks in an old flower arrangement upstairs. Uh, and so I kind of like, I did. You I did grated not. that and I was like, okay, that's about a taste, you know, a half a tablespoon of whatever. And you really thought this and was so, going to work. Okay. I really thought that was going to work, but I, I realized now it was probably more dust than anything. And so Gary, you know, he kind of, cause I, you know, and that's one of Gary's favorite things. And so I'm like, how is it? How is that? I was so excited. And he's like, no, it's not good. And so then the next time it was like, I forgot the sugar. And then the next time, I mean, there was always something that happened to those pumpkin pies. We're talking at least three years. I could not make okay. a pumpkin pie to save my life. And now we have Price Mart here in the Dominican Republic and Price Mart makes excellent pumpkin pies. And so as soon as the season starts, I just go and buy six of those. I throw them in the freezer. And so yeah. we're set. I just, well, here, yeah. I, I, I quit. I will never try one again. Yeah. Well, our pumpkin pie usually rests over in our Thanksgiving. That's usually a Thanksgiving thing for yeah. us. 
but this year we actually we had a we 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 do the sam's costco right thanksgiving yeah. <laughs> thanksgiving pumpkin pie but this year they ran out of them before we yeah. got there and so we we did not get our pumpkin pie this year so yeah. uh who knows no, we, we like it all through the season because we liked it at thanksgiving but we always say it's for christmas as well christmas. because it's in the song okay. you know as you pass around the coffee and the pumpkin, pumpkin. oh that's right it is in the that, song it's, yeah so it's still it's still a thing okay and yeah I it just, is a thing I, I don't try one yeah okay so yeah it's, see it's, i've forgotten about that song yeah cool so that's why you know i i so i i quit that um, but now I have all these cans of pumpkin. Um, so I, I try different things, you know, okay. pumpkin bars and pumpkin. So I, I do well on those, but I've never, my, my husband does not trust my pumpkin pies anymore. So I well, just, uh, sorry about that. Oh, but I, I mean, seriously, cinnamon sticks out of a flower arrangement alley. That's really <laughs> stretching <awful>. it. <laughs> that was really... a missionary story. It's such a missionary thing to do. That's such horrible. a missionary thing That's to do. Funny. So, yeah. So, I mean, so do you guys have any like uh, traditions, things that you just really enjoy besides the food? Because we've kind of spent yeah. a little yeah. time talking yeah, about the done. Christmas food here. But, yeah, right. I mean, uh, things that you just love about the Christmas holidays and the season in general that you guys love to do? Well, when I was a kid, it was funny because it seemed like every year something would happen, not anything bad, but something would happen to where our Christmas was different every year. And it was mm -hmm. really when we started, you know, like on the road. Um, on on deputation to be missionaries and then headed down to Mexico. So one year at Christmas time, we were actually driving our car down to Mexico to start language school right in January. And so mom just set up a tiny little Christmas tree in the van, and uh, she she put little fake um, she put little fake uh, she put little fake ornaments on it, little fake gifts on it. And so we drove around with that with the Christmas tree in the van, and then. Um, that sounds very uh, hippie, but it was totally a missionary can, thing to do. I can so see your mother doing this. Oh, yeah. It yep. was a completely decorated Christmas tree. But and so every year there was always something. And so then we were just like, OK, let's just embrace that the tradition is it's not going to it's that we're going to something's going to happen. It's going to be different sure. every year. And so for a long time, every Christmas, we didn't know what was going to happen from year to year in a good way. Um, sure. it was just, Hey, we're together. We don't know what we're, what's going to happen. We're traveling. Right. And, and so that kind of became our tradition. And then Gary and I, once we got, you know, once we got settled here in the Dominican, this is our 18th, our 19th Christmas here. Um, we would get, we get invited to people's houses for Christmas Eve because here okay. Christmas Eve's the big time Christmas got day. It. Forget it. Everybody's in a food coma, but Christmas Eve is very, uh, very, um, traditional. The, the Christmas okay. food and, and, and everything. And so we usually, uh, there were several years when we got invited to three different houses. And so it was like seven o'clock, eight 30, 10. And so we were just continually eating uh, for, okay. yeah. And so that's, that's fun. It's good. Dominican, Dominican like a, food. It's like Christmas progressive Christmas dinner. right? Yes. <laughs> it was the same thing everywhere we went, but it was so good. And, you know, just enjoying the time with the people. And so then on Christmas Day, then Gary and I would have a little quiet. We have a little quiet day. Peace. Yeah. 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 So do you have some, like, do you have a favorite Christmas movie? I mean, is there a movie you watch every single year or that you just love? Yeah, two of them. Um, I mean, besides I'd Rocky. It's, I mean, Rocky is yeah, not a well, Christmas movie. Yeah. Can we just Rocky clarify? Rocky is, is an absolute okay. Christmas movie. Rocky okay. Well, I'm just is. saying, not you can't um, count Rocky. So give us something besides a Rocky movie that happens it's at a Christmas. Wonderful, <laughs> it's a Wonderful Life is my absolute favorite christmas okay, movie really? 
Yes, it's a wonderful life. And what I do is I actually decorate the Christmas tree. I get the I get the lights on the tree and then I start the movie. And by the time the movie's done, all the ornaments are on there. So that's my that's my tradition every year. Okay. And and then I watch it. I usually watch it one more time during the Christmas season. So that's my absolute favorite movie. Oh, well, no, that's cool. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. All right, well. And Die Hard. <laughs> and Die Hard. See, As the I other Christmas movie. I know, it's like, Allie's yep. like this huge dichotomy of, yes, yes it's I, a wonderful it's life. It's the true classic, and Die Hard. So, and yeah, Die Hard, no. it's a Christmas movie. Yeah. Oh, what yeah. about you? Well, oh, well, you know, my, my family and I, we... We love to like we get all the the nephews and the nieces together, and you know, so so usually there's a lot of laughter happening, you know. So yeah. usually Elf is always one of those yes. um, movies that sometimes has to be played at Christmas. I probably don't have a movie that I just have to watch during the Christmas season, or it's not complete. Mm-hmm. Um, but Elf is definitely one of those movies that everybody. Um, at some point hollers and hey let's we got to watch elf and of course i yeah. think sometimes they have like a elf marathon it seems like mm-hmm. some stations yeah. are playing it. it it just goes back to back to back so right. you know and so you can always catch 10 minutes of it here and 30 minutes of it there and so by the time the season's right. over with you've got the whole movie in but um but yeah as far as the classics you know just the classic christmas movies i don't you know i don't really know i do really like white christmas mm. I do like White Christmas. They're just, um, I don't know, there's something kind of cool about that movie that I always kind of liked a little bit. But, uh, but man, I haven't even watched that. And I, don't, I can't even tell you how long. So, so there yeah. we go. So I don't guess there's a, there's a big thing like that that I, that I do every Christmas. But, uh, but yeah, that's, I think that's uh, just laughter. I think my family just loves laughing hysterically. Uh, right. and, then, and then we, we have we've watched like Christmas Vacation on television okay so this was another huge family faux pas here we've right. always watched it on tv we've never rented the movie or or actually gotten the movie from it's like you know red box or something like that mm-hmm. all and so until like about i don't know maybe six or seven years ago we never could catch it on tv and somebody had the brainy idea to go rent it from red box and, and we popped <laughs> Yeah, I always right. So if you've never seen the unedited TV version of of the Christmas of that Christmas vacation, let me just say it's it's, it's drastically different than the one they edit out on TV. So please do don't yeah, do, be be careful. Oh my word. So we were like, you know, sitting there and everybody's like, "What? I don't remember them ever remember saying that. that." And then all of a sudden it's like <laughs> Oh my soul! You know, we're like, you know, trying to grab the remote, yes. fast forward, and we're like, where did that come from? You know, and so anyway, it began to be the, and I don't know what was funnier, the movie or us, you know, completely yeah. uh, trying to grab the the the, uh, the remote and fast forward through the scenes that they always edit out on television, and you just didn't know right. were there. I don't yeah. think I've ever rented. I don't think. I mean, I know I, because of well, seen other <laughs> vacation movies, but I'm like, this okay. is vacation, yeah. Okay, that's well don't, funny don't you know okay uh, all right don't don't really do noted. don't no, do duly noted do not rent things so anyway it was just it was just one of those funny funny uh laughter christmas things but yeah um but you know uh, you know we so, talked about f- food and we talked about mm-hmm. movies and we talked about yeah. decor and all that but you know um i think christmas you know at its heart is about tr- is truly is about 
bringing people together in ways mm-hmm. around yeah. uh, that central focus of of the story of Jesus. Right. And you know, uh, and I know for a lot of people, Christmas is hard. You know, um, you know, I know different families have lost loved ones during this, the holiday season, and so Christmas is a hard season for them. Or uh, just different people maybe are separated from their families and maybe in relationships that are hard, and so therefore. Christmas can be super stressful mm, or it can mm-hmm. be a very difficult season, uh, you know, and it's not the most wonderful time of the year right. uh, by any means of the imagination. You know, for some people, Christmas is, you know, it's not filled with wonderful holiday memories and wonderful stories and those kind of things. And, and I'm, you know, I'm so grateful that, that, that my Christmas experience is not like that, that I have this great family yeah. and we just love to hang and do things and, and laugh and that kind of thing. But I have to realize that for a lot of people, that's just not the case. It, it, this is a right. hard time of year. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, okay, how, how do you, uh, you know, you know, if you don't have all of these things that we've been talking about that just bring joy into your life during this holiday mm-hmm. season, you know, what's the, you know, what, what, what does bring you joy during this holiday season? Yeah. And, you know, and as we were talking and thinking about some of the things you know, really, it's it's all about the story of Christmas and yeah. why we celebrate it to begin with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember um, a couple of times in that where it kind of because as in ministry, especially as a pastor's wife, you are so busy with the musical and the costumes and the and the decoration of the church and at sure. home and blah blah. blah. And um, but there was one year when the women of the workshop were asked to some of them were asked to. Uh, to get involved in one of the one of our big songs and it was because everybody in the church that wanted to they could they could write it was when people were walking across the platform with their with their testimonies i used yeah, to cardboard this, testimony the yeah, cardboard yeah, yeah. testimony and so uh, some of our women were asked to to be involved in that you know in that pr- progression or procession right. and so one of the women and and we, we let them shoot we were like what would you say now you were this now you're this and um and her testimony just hearing her testimony and saying i used to be ignored in my community and now people call me ma'am and that was such a huge thing for her identity and for her, and because she, because she knew that there was a moment where she had, there was a change. And I was like, okay, that's Christmas yeah. because the world was before and then the world was after. And each person mm-hmm. has that testimony and it happened because, you know, because of the birth of Christ and, um, and his sacrifice and, and, and that's the story that, that began. And so it was one of those things where I was kind of like, so my spirit was just like, okay, that's what Christmas is all is all about. It's not about somebody, you know, messed up the the poinsettias on the front of the platform. Calm down about that. And it's not because yeah. you you know you accidentally played in the key of F when you should have played. Whatever it doesn't, yeah. you know, that's what it was about. And so I think those moments of bringing me back to to what that was. And then a few years earlier. We got just back when, do you remember when answering machines were in, you walk in your house, you actually push yeah. a button, you hear a Push a button. Absolutely. And, <laughs> I remember those <laughs> you days. You know, yeah, and you sit there and stand there and listen to all the messages. Yeah. Right. Um, we heard there was a message from one of the men in, um, in Gary's, one of the men in Gary's life who it was Christmas day. And we were like, well, who's calling on Christmas day? And we listened to the message and it was, Hey, you know, I just wanted to, you know, thank you. I would know what Christmas was really about if you hadn't shared the love of Christ with me. And so mm. every time I celebrate Christmas, I think about 
my salvation. And, and so he was calling Gary because Gary had led him to the Lord. And I think that those, those moments are Mm -hmm. truly the gifts that, that we can, that we can get at Christmas time is just to remember really what it's about. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Because, you know, we do talk about, I mean, we we talk about gifts and, and I love, I mean, that's probably my favorite Mm. part of Christmas is actually the gift giving. I love giving gifts. That's one of my favorite things. And so I enjoy the whole experience of picking it out and getting people what they really want, watching their face when they open it. You know, I enjoy that whole experience. But, you know, it's that's all just a symbol for the greatest gift that we've been given, uh, you know, and that is that Christ died for us and came into this world uh, so that he could do that. And that's the reason we celebrate Christmas. And so, you know, as we think about the birth of Christ and we think about, you know, um, the story itself, um, it's actually not a it's not a a really pretty story. I mean, Mm -hmm. if you honestly think about it, I mean, we've got these beautiful manger scenes and, you know, these beautiful crushes that are these gorgeous scene of, you know, shepherds and, and, and beautifully hand carved figurines that um, represent such a moment. But, you know, when you think about the Christmas story, it's anything but pretty, you know, you've got Mary and Joseph and you've got, they've been traveling and they're, you know, and you've got all of the, you know, you've got all of the fears and the anxieties and the stressors that come with with the travel. Anybody that travels understands yeah. that, especially if you're traveling on a donkey or mm-hmm. something like that. I can't yeah. even imagine what that would have looked like, you know. And so then you've got a, a fully pregnant woman who could deliver right. at any moment who's, ne- who's you know, who's in this process of traveling. You know, you've got all the stressors that just came with the pregnancy itself. You know, they're not married. Um, and the shame and, and, and all of the accusations that probably were associated with this, um, with this pregnancy, the misunderstandings, this family stressors. You can only imagine what all Mary and Joseph had experienced before this moment. Yeah. And so, and now they get to this place where they need to be and there's no room. Right. So there's nowhere for them to stay. So you've got, you know, a, probably a, a very, um, you know, concerned Joseph trying to find a place to get his wife out of the, out of the elements and into somewhere, at least that she can find a little bit of comfort for the eat for the night. And then there's this moment when both of them realize this baby's coming now. Yes. You know, yeah. And I don't know when that happened in the Christmas story and what kind right. of hurry they were in, but you know, I think how, how the Christmas story would be portrayed differently in our churches if if actually her water broke before they found the guy at the end right you know what it you know and it's like yeah the donkey and joseph now nobody knows what to do and yeah and and that's when i saw i saw a meme that said um that joseph was apologizing was apologizing for not making reservations at the end and and then it's at the bottom it says this is the real story of the silent night because mary was giving him the silent treatment and that's that's why it was a silent night because she was mad um but yeah when you think about that so many stories like now when we when we talk about or we teach the kids in sunday school it's very um or portrayed in a movie it it is very uh glossed over or but when you think about these are human emotions and human realities mm-hmm. and, and at the same time, spiritual, spiritual fear, you know, in, in both Joseph and Mary, because they know that, okay, we've heard, we've heard the word, we know what's happening, but yeah. does the rest of the world and what's going to happen after, you know, when this baby is, you know, um, and yeah, so, so much, 
Right, like you said, so much ugliness, but in such a beautiful story. And we have to sometimes um, think about it. Yeah. So, I, you know, I think sometimes as I stick out my, you know, uh, manger scene and I pull out the, char- the, yeah. the, the characters and I put them in the place, trying to think through that yeah. story and just think about there's just how would Mary have felt? How would Joseph have felt on that mm-hmm. evening? And, and trying to put all of that and then the and then the absolute, like you said, the absolute thoughts that go through their mind of they know they're giving birth to the Messiah. Mm-hmm. And because an angel's told them this. Right. So it's yeah. like, oh my word. I mean, this is not just our first baby. This is not right. just a, a, you know, a, a difficult delivery. This is not just an awkward place to deliver a child in. This is not just, this is like, we're giving, you know, and, and I can only imagine even maybe their concerns about that, you know, okay, that, seriously. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're giving birth to the Messiah in a barn. I mean, are, are you kidding me? This are we is going what, to be able to keep him alive? You know, and yeah. Yeah, just you know, that. yeah, just all of the things that you have to know ran, ran through their minds, and so what a you know what a what a moment. Um, and so I think even today, as we celebrate those things uh, over the next few days, for for those who this may not be the most um, easy time of the year for you, I don't think it was easy in the story. Yeah, um, yeah. I think if we're honest and we take a hard look at this story and we really think through what it would be like to have put ourselves in those places. It can only imagine all of the things that made that story a difficult, that's a difficult day, a difficult night, mm-hmm. a difficult six months, uh, you know, yeah. uh, a difficult nine months. And you just think about all the, all the things that they, they went through. Um, but then there's that moment, you know, when the, mm-hmm. when Jesus is born and angels are singing and shepherds are being announced to, and, um, and even that didn't necessarily happen in that barn and stable that happens out in the field as right. angels are singing, you know, and, um, so there's just this whole, the world changed in that yes. moment, everything yeah. that was broke, hope came, you know, and I love that part of that song, the thrill of hope, mm-hmm. uh, a weary world rejoices, you right. know, um, because it is true. You know, there was there, if this promise didn't, if wasn't fulfilled, if Jesus didn't come, then there was no hope for the world. He right. was hope. And, and so that birth, that moment, that night was a holy night. It was a silent night. It mm-hmm. was this incredible moment when hope was ushered in. So, yeah. you know, um, you know, for those listening and maybe this is the most difficult time of your year, mm-hmm. or maybe yeah. you're dreading the next couple of days having to go into stressful situations. Um, I think maybe find comfort in the Christmas story. Yeah. You know? Yes, exactly. <laughs> find, right. Yeah. Find comfort in that it's not about, even though sometimes at the, at the end, Christmas comes at the end of the year, you kind of want to just take a minute and be and enjoy it. It's supposed to be happy. I mean, the commercials yeah. on TV just make it look like, oh, it's just so much. But at the same time, if you get back to that, it is just about the hope of our of the Messiah and Emmanuel, God with us, mm. and and just take comfort in that. If everything yeah. else around you is falling apart or it is, you know, not as yeah. joyous a season, it it can it still can be because of what the season does represent as far as um, our hope in Christ and and Emmanuel. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. You know, and for those of you who like, you know, like Allison and I are so blessed to have wonderful friends and family uh, that we get to spend the holiday season with, uh, you know, just a great reminder uh, to, to celebrate, 
celebrate, mm-hmm. you know, uh, yeah. as we have reason to celebrate and we should as followers of Christ, uh, we should have reason to celebrate this season yes. because uh, it is uh, even in a place where life is difficult and, and many, many are going through st- a hard hardships. Um, there's hope because Jesus came, mm-hmm. there's hope. So um, it's a and, great reminder. Know, and, mm-hmm. It's, I think also just thinking about this and many of just understanding how blessed Reva and I both are. I think this is one of those things that maybe you pray, you know, in the next few days and not just up until Thanksgiving or not up until Christmas, but even, you know, toward the end of the year, mm. pray about, is there somebody that you need to reach out to that might yeah. not be having as joyous a time? And you can just share a little bit of, uh, of joy with them, invite them over or take yeah. them you know, um, take them some, some nasty peppermint cake, uh, or something, you know, yeah. make their holiday horrible too, you know? Yeah. No, I'm yeah. just saying maybe look at, you know, ask, ask the yeah. Lord to give you an opportunity to, to say, Hey, is there somebody in my neighborhood or is there somebody in our church family that doesn't quite have these, these connections? And can I reach out to them in, in a special way this year? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I really think at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's not so much about our, it's not about the food although we enjoy that part. And it's not about mm-hmm. the gifts, although we, we enjoy that as well. And it's not about the movies or the decorations, although those are such a fun part of the celebration. But it really is, if we go the whole season and we don't take time to reflect on the story right. uh, and the hope that was brought into the world, then it's, we've, missed, we've missed the whole reason for the season. Yes. We really have. Yeah. And uh, that little phrase is always stuck everywhere, you know, the reason yeah. for the season. But I wonder sometimes if we read it a thousand times and we, we totally miss it, mm-hmm, you know, exactly. we really do. So, uh, so, you know, on, uh, for Allie and I, we, we just want to say, uh, you know, Merry Christmas and mm-hmm. uh, thanks so much for listening to the podcast with us this year. And uh, we're excited to, uh, we've got one more podcast left in this year before we'll yeah. click over to the new to the new year, but uh, we're grateful that you've joined us. We hope that you have a very, very Merry Christmas. And, you know, maybe, maybe you're listening and you're really not sure about all this hope that we've been talking about. Um, I would encourage you go to Luke chapter two. You can find a Bible online and, um, and read that Christmas story mm-hmm. again. And, um, you know, and consider the hope that Jesus offers as he comes into the world, because it's really it is really the, the only thing in this world that is forever. Right. So, yeah. So, uh, well, Al, you want to, you want to give any Christmas greetings here before we close this podcast up? Yeah, absolutely. Just, you know, like I said, uh, reach out to somebody who might be um, hurting this time of year and, and that will, and if you're struggling, when you reach out to help somebody else, that usually helps you as well. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I yeah. think that's such a, such a such a good thing. So everybody, just Merry Christmas and Feliz Navidad. I'll say it in Spanish. There we um, go. I like it. So everybody, repeat after me: Feliz Navidad and Feliz uh, everybody Navidad. have a wonderful Christmas. There you yeah, go. Yeah, I can even say that. Yeah, there we go. All right. Yeah. Well, Merry Christmas, and as Ali said, Feliz Navidad, and we uh, we will see you next week. Have a Merry Christmas. Thank you for listening to Rooted Deep. To learn more about Dare for More Ministries, go to dareformore.org and look up Mercy Workshop at mercyjewelry.org.